Yo, happy Halloween, everybody. This is Bar Down Breakdown. This is like episode number like 3,620 or something. I don't know. Wow. We've been doing this for far too long. I can't keep count. It doesn't make sense that they still let us do it because we're bad at it. But we tricked you guys into being on here. Now you're going to have to suffer for the next hour. We're here with Play Fight, Toronto, Ontario boys, or at least... One of them is a Toronto boy. <laughs> the rest of them are hanging out somewhere in Ontario. We've got John. We've got Josh. We've got Jamie. We've got just Stewart. We've got all the Jays. It's awesome. And uh, we're, <laughs> we're pumped that you guys are here with us, man. Um, real quick, uh, this is the first time I think we've done an episode with like four people. So uh, it's going to get a little zoppity. It's okay. A little bit. Uh, but. But real quick, before we start, I guess uh, we'll go one by one. Just uh, tell us your role in the band, what you do, and then uh, we'll, we'll get it fired up. So we'll start with uh, we'll start with Just Stewart, since he's the only one who uh, has a has a dumbass name. Let's go. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm Stu. I'm the vocalist, and I also do some of the graphic work in the band. But mainly, I do vocals. Nice. And then uh, we'll go to uh, we'll go to Jamie. I'm Jamie. I try and play guitar <laughs> and Excellent. and sing and do backups. <laughs> Perfect. Let's go, Josh. I'm Josh. I play drums and I'm the resident drunk. Excellent. <laughs> and then last but not least, we got John. Uh, I play guitar and write the songs and mix the stuff and. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Gotcha. Awesome. So, so the anchor. Excellent. And then, uh, Mikey, what do you do? Dude, you know, I do everything for this damn podcast. It's true. It's true. I literally just show up. It's great. I show up. I will tell you, uh, last week we had our homies in the cruise, the crease rule on. Oh, awesome. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, dude, that new EP is. It's so good. Spectacular it's stuff. so good. But what I will tell you is um, I got a, I got an earful from Kyle about my room. So uh, I, I cleaned it up a little bit. I made the bed. That's I did hilarious. some other stuff. It's still not good. It's never going to be good, but it's better than it was. So, um, okay, awesome. Thank you guys for, for uh, introducing yourselves. Thank you guys for being on. Uh, let's just jump right into it. So, um, you know, uh, before we, we got kind of got the show started, I know, uh, I think, it's John, you said you're still in Toronto. And everyone's kind of everywhere else. Um, so did you guys kind of like form it up in Toronto and then you guys just started moving around? Like how, how did that kind of come about? So I've known Josh and Jamie for uh, how long now? Like close to 10 years, I think. Probably 10 years. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So we used to play shows together, uh, when I was in reunion and, um, they, there might've been a few times they tried to get me to join their band before as well. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I've known those guys for a while, but they're they're both in Brantford, which is like an hour and a half away. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when it came time to start up this band, I was looking for a vocalist because I didn't want to sing anymore. Sure. And uh, I cruised all the Facebook groups for musicians and stuff and found Stu through there. And Stu lives like two hours away from all of us. <laughs> So um, I guess, like, how does that work when you guys are, um, you know, kind of trying to get in, getting together for like rehearsals and stuff? Is it just like, do you can you only do it like, you know, once or twice a month because of how far you guys live from one another? Or do you try to make it work once a week? How do you guys do that? 
Well, we've only jammed three times. That's a bit. <laughs> really? Something like Two that. Yeah. Shows. Wow. yeah. We we basically like we just rehearse as much as we can right before the show. Okay. And then do it that way. So it's it'll it'll usually end up being something like a once a week <clears throat> kind of thing where we just meet up. It's usually in Toronto because okay. it's kind of like the middle ground because sure. like Stu's way up north. Mm-hmm. These guys are like southwest, and then Toronto. You kind of have to go through Toronto anyways because all the highways go through here. So it's like, okay. it just works out. <laughs> got it, got it. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm super curious. Uh, so if you guys really only get together every so often, um, how does the songwriting process work? Now I know John, you said like you write most of the stuff. So are you like? writing full songs like programming drums and then just sending them out and being like hey guys i wrote this like what do you think of it and then you know the rest of the guys you know josh and jamie are like okay yeah this is cool let's tweak this let's tweak that or or uh, are you guys like sending riffs around to each other how are you guys doing it i don't tweak anything john just sort of sends (laughs) sends sends everything i'm like all right all right i'll figure it out or or he sends me videos on like if, if it's a little intricate or whatever, he shows me what it is. And then, like, all right. Yeah, we had, we had to do that recently a few times with, like, a couple songs that are... Because I'm not to give too much away, but the news is more technical, to say the least. Um, okay. By, by quite a bit. Jamie, is that your dog? Yeah. Yeah, Roscoe sounds like he's... <laughs> Jeez, get, him, get him a mint or something. Roscoe's <laughs> having a hard time. Poor Roscoe, dude. Yeah. He's nuts. Um, but yeah, sounds like a dying turkey. Hey, <laughs> yeah, like I'll, I'll, I'll get like the like. instrumentals and stuff. And <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it'll have like program drums or whatever. And then I'll basically, like, like drums are kind of like the main thing I need to run by Josh, and just be like, is this humanly possible? Yeah, I was just gonna say. So as a as a drummer myself, who's worked with people who have programmed drums, um, yeah, sometimes sometimes you guys get a little wild with that shit, and it's like, hey man, um. I got two hands, you know, and uh, I promise you, I can't hit the floor tom and the snare and a crash cymbal all at once. It's not possible, but cool. I, I can. Thought... But... Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say, <laughs> you're just, you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I know, I know that, um, I know that whole rigmarole. So I know it could be tough sometimes too, but then I guess, um, you know, so you write the songs and then like, you kind of just send them off to stew and you're like, Hey man, we got this song. Now, do you, as like the principal songwriter, do you typically have like vocal melodies in mind? And you're like, Hey, you know, I'm kind of thinking the chorus should go like this or the verses should go like this. Or is it just like, Stu, here's a song. Just have at it. Yeah. So about, I'd say like 90% of the time I have a chorus ready with the melody and everything like that. And I'll just sing it terribly and then send it to Stu and be like, sing it good. And then, uh, (laughs) And then he sends it back, and it sounds much better, and I'm happier. Oh, um, at least yell it better. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's the odd time I'll have, like, verse lyrics and stuff. Like, there's a few songs that I had that were basically, like, fully done, and I actually played live, like, with my old band. Okay. That were supposed to be for that band. And then when I moved back home and started this up, I was like, you know what? This is going to be, like, our starting point. So it was like, Tell Me sure. I'm Wrong was kind of, like, the starting point for this band, really. Got it. Um, so that one was like fully done. But apart from that, um, Stu does most of the verse lyrics and the bridges and all that sort of stuff. There's only a few that I've done like full verses and everything like that on as well. Um, and then usually what will happen is like he'll send me something. Well, not usually, but a lot of the times he'll send me something 
and I'll kind of tweak it from there, like based on what he's doing vocally. Sometimes it just, I'll, I'll try and play into that a little bit more because he'll send me something that's a little bit heavier than what I might've anticipated, which has been the common theme lately. <laughs> okay. No, that, that, that's cool. I, you know, I, I always, um, I always wonder how, cause different bands have different philosophies and that kind of stuff. You know, some guys will just, you know, like, Hey, I've got a riff. And then you'll, you know, you send it to the rhythm guitar player and he's like, cool, this is what I think should go under it and all that kind of stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, having, having kind of the, the idea of, you know, going in with, with kind of full flesh songs is cool because then you can tweak them a little bit and all that kind of stuff. And then you don't have to, you know, not essentially you don't have to like do that thing where a lot of bands do where they like, okay, you know, we've got to, you know, kind of dismount ourselves from where we are for three weeks to, you know, go sit in a studio or sit in a cabin and like write a whole record and that's time and money and all that stuff. So I definitely get it. Um, but you know, cool to kind of, kind of see how, gotta, how that, um, Goes I got a yellow. question for Josh. Oh, go okay. for it, man. Josh, what flavor Doritos are those? <laughs> no, they are totally the, are, they the, are they the new ones? No, they're the uh, the fromage nacho. Oh, Come again? Nacho cheese. <laughs> they're American. They don't know French. <laughs> I've I've been on a nacho cheese trip lately too. That's like all I've been getting. Yo, it's so good. I, I used to go like Cool Ranch and stuff like all the time. And then there was a sweet chili heat phase I went through. But now yep. it's, yeah. Those new there. ones, those new ones are really good. What's the I'm new one? on the Miss Vicky Spicy Dill Pickle. Those like, are really good. Too. All yeah, those are sick. Really. Yeah, no. Those are, those are good. I'm, not a, good. I'm, a, I'm a Cape Cod guy. I don't know if you guys Cape, have those. Yep. Yeah, they're yeah, good. Those, they're are good. Yeah. Those, are, those are the chips. Real, real quick, Josh, this has nothing to do with chips or anything, but like, I'm sure you've gotten this a billion times. And, oh God! Uh, here we go. You 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 look just like Yuri from MXP. <laughs> like you really? No, did. I thought you were going with that one. No, 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 no. Me either. There was like there was like three different answers you could have went with. Oh, do people give you Ed Sheeran too? Oh my yeah. God! No, four. No. Yeah. Or, no, there's or, one main or, one. Or or sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> oh, that's mean. No, I wasn't gonna say that. No way. It's 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 funny you say say about Yuri because mine and Stu's favorite band is MXBX. True, yeah. bro, bro. It's 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 uncanny how much you look like it's, Yuri. It's pretty close. Like as soon as you as soon as you popped up, I was like, oh shit, who does he look like? And I'm trying to like access it in my brain. That's hilarious. And I'm like, yeah. he kind of he kind of looks like Ed Sheeran a little bit, but not really. And then I'm like, holy shit, he looks like Yuri. He looks just like Yuri. And then I pulled the picture oh, yeah. of Yuri up, and I'm like, yeah, he looks like Yuri. And then it's funny because Yuri also looks like Chris Gethard. Which is like kind of like a sort of a I don't know a parallel. Anyways, um, <laughs> you look like a lot of people, man. That's um, and is your last name really Bombay? It oh is. God, Coach Bombay! <laughs> it is. I am the coach. I'm the Mighty Duck <laughs> Man, I swear. The Mighty Duck Man. Yeah. So that and that's a funny thing. So I don't I don't know like you you guys are in your are you guys in your like 20s or 30s? How old are you guys? I'm 30. Yeah, I, I'm 30 as well. I'm almost 31. All right, cool. So like you guys are like, you know, we're we're in our mid 30s. So but like Mighty Ducks was your generation. Right? Oh, so yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. For so sure. the funny thing about that is like, um, imagine this. Right. So imagine. And I, I still think it's such an interesting phenomenon that like here, you know, here were the Mighty Ducks, like this, like movie that was like huge at a time where hockey was huge. And then there's the fucking like professional sports team that essentially just like was born out of this yeah, Emilio Estevez movie. That's crazy, well, yeah. 
the Toronto Raptors, that was during the whole Jurassic Park thing as well. So they were named after Jurassic yeah. Park. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That, well, that was like just a coincidence, though. That was one of the names that were being selected. And it was yeah. just like fans voted on it because Jurassic oh, Park. everyone was so hype about Jurassic Park at the time. Yeah. So yeah. let's let's talk let's talk about Toronto a little quick uh, a little bit real quick just because it's um it's not it's a such good an, team. Well, <laughs> well, we'll get to the Leafs in a second, but like let's just talk about Toronto Toronto sports as a whole, right? Because like so obviously you guys have the Leafs, you have the Raptors, and you've got the the Jays, right? So yep. it's like uh in Toronto because so so in America, right? It's it's just very well known that like hockey is like the the fourth sport. Yeah, it's like. Football like is number one. There's football. <laughs> you can't see my hand. There's football. There's baseball, baseball there's basketball, basketball, and, there's and hockey. Fucking hockey, right? Yeah, so, yeah. But now for you guys in Toronto, do like the Ho- Jays? Hockey, hockey's all, hockey's always like so beyond one. everything. Yeah. So like the Blue Jays and Raptors essentially take like a backseat to like all this. No, kind I of wouldn't say lately. a backseat, but like not okay. as much lately. It's a different. It's yeah. almost like a a different demographic, but also yeah, it, yeah almost because like. With Toronto being such a melting pot and mm-hmm. hockey being like such like a North American sport, like mm-hmm. a lot of the people who come in, their sports are soccer. They like basketball okay. and they like baseball. So yeah. those that does make up a large market of like sports fans. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hockey by far number one. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's a tie between basketball and baseball. Okay, I would say us, that. Yeah, they, they kind of go back us, and forth between, depending on who's doing better, really. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the Leafs are always most popular. Like even when the Leafs suck, they're still the most popular. Exactly. And every, every game sold out. You can't you can't buy a ticket for less than two hundred bucks. Actually, you yeah. can right now. You can right now for whatever yeah. reason, but people don't want to go to games right. Like I think people are still kind of freaked out. Yeah, people are still. In, uh, like massive capacity. Building. Well, yeah, and I think like, that's another thing to be said about Canada. You know, the like, <laughs> I, I I think like. In Canada, like you guys are just starting to like lift restrictions and stuff like yeah. that, like or it's yeah. just been like a past month or two. Whereas, like, you know, America has been, you know, wide like, open depe- pretty exactly. much. Exactly, depends on where you are in America. Yeah, right? yeah. But like, but, but yeah, where, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure where you guys are, everything's pretty much. I know Florida never fucking closed. Yeah, I, like, I, I can, <laughs> I, I can tell you firsthand, man. Florida, Florida is an interesting place to live. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't really doubt is. that at all. Um, <laughs> but like the funny thing about it is, um. You know, like it depends on where you are in Florida because Florida as a whole is a is your is your red state, right? It's a very oh, yeah. very conservative yeah. state. But there are little pockets of Florida, kind of like in Orlando where I live, uh, in Tampa, like your major cities, especially yeah. where there are universities. So like also like um, you know uh, Gainesville where uh, the Gators are, Tallahassee where um, you know the uh, the Seminoles are. Like those are a little bit more liberal so people are still trying yeah. to wear masks and stuff like for me personally like i still still if i go into like you know a place that's relatively crowded like a like a supermarket or a walmart or like a target or one of those places i'm masking up man i don't for trust sure. people yeah and then was, oh no go ahead please oh it was super weird because yesterday so up where i am it's kind of like if you were to concentrate a little bit of florida you find midland uh where okay. i'm from uh, I was walking in the grocery store and I, I was wearing a mask and there was like two or three people walking around just without masks on. And like, it kind of weirded me out. And like, just thinking, I'm like two years ago, I wouldn't have even batted an eye at them. Like yeah. I, I'd be more concerned that they were wearing pajamas out in public, but no, yeah. um, like, 
now like the whole no mask thing it just is so weird it's super weird now and like i i agree and and think about it too like so the so the you know the culture over in in asia you know and like in china and japan has always been you you, you wear a mask if you're sick yeah right? if you're it's sick. been a thing for yeah. so long now right? and I, if you're I, sick yeah and i think a lot of people are going to take that here and mm -hmm. all across the world and fuck if you're sick you're going to wear a mask like mm -hmm. and it just it makes so much sense mm -hmm. and it's yeah. it, it's something so simple yet so selfless to do mm -hmm. just, okay i'm sick i don't yeah. want to get other people sick it's, it's, it's all just, it's all about it's all about courtesy it. right it's exactly. all about professional yeah. courtesy right so for sure um but you know things are getting a little dicey you know so oh, yeah. uh, one of one of uh, mikey and i's favorite bands uh free throw uh, mm -hmm. who i'm sure you guys are familiar with yep. just had to cancel a tour completely because their their vocalist uh ended up uh, getting COVID, he oh, was double geez. vaxxed and he had a, a breakthrough case, and it's beating the crap out of him. And they had to cancel yeah. a couple days before that because one of their crew members got it. So, like, yeah. I think this is the world, unfortunately, that we're living in. It's yeah. like, you know, you buy a ticket to a show, and if your date is on the tail end of a tour, you just it might have not be to, happening. You, yeah, you just yeah. you just have to go in with the thought that, like, For okay, sure. I bought this ticket, I really want to see my favorite band, but like, yeah. also, like. You know, if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to get yep. frustrated. I'm just going to understand that this is the way it goes. And, and, and I, I see, yeah, I see people commenting on on bands' posts. All the, oh, sorry, we can't play, or we have to cancel. And people are literally mad. Like, yeah, you yeah. can't, you can't have that mentality. It's insane. You can't. It's insane. And right yeah. now, you know, uh, just two two hours north of me, uh, you know, the fest is going on right yep. now up in Gainesville. Yeah. Which I, is like, I saw like five bands, six bands cancel last week. Like, yeah, like, couldn't come. Like, yeah, like sticks and. And, couple and, other know, ones, but. And, and unfortunately, like, that's just the way it is now. That's the way it is, yeah. From what I've, from what I'm understanding, um, you know, just because I've got a, a, you know, a couple of friends that are up there now, everyone is trying to be as conscious as possible. There is, yep. everybody is wearing masks. Everybody has their vax cards. You know, people yep. are taking PCR tests and doing the right thing. Yep. And, and they're being, you know, socially conscious of one another. From what I'm understanding, like well, uh, the past two days at Fest, like there haven't, you know, there's a lot of tight spaces, of course, but there yeah. haven't been like a lot of like you know, pits where there might've used, used to have been right. you know, like pits and all that kind of stuff. Cause people are trying to, you know, kind of keep of distance course. from one another. But there was this thing, if you've ever been to fest that has always happened and it's called, it was called the fest flu. Right now. We don't, <laughs> we don't like to really call it that anymore because it's, a little, you know, kind of yeah. But essentially what would happen is you would just be in such close quarters with everybody. Yeah. You, you drink so much, you're breathing <laughs> everybody's air. Mm -hmm. And then this was of course, a couple of years ago where also, a lot of the venues still allowed smoking inside of the venues. Oh. Right? Mm -hmm. So like you would, it, it was just almost inevitable. Like you right. would come home, you'd maybe get like a, a day or two and then you'd, you'd start sounding just like Roscoe, man. Like, you would literally, <laughs> yeah. like bro, just like unbelievable. But you know, now what they're saying though, is that all of these people are masked up and all this kind of stuff. Like, Hey, there he is. What's up buddy? <laughs> I was hey, not bud. picturing him to look like that. No, he's. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's funny. Yeah, I definitely thought he was like a like a Saint Bernard or something. No, no, no. Well, Frenchie, he's like ripping these huge barks. I love it. But yeah, so so you know, just to kind of kind of close on that note, it's a different time, right? So it's a different time. So on that note, as far as you know, I know you guys have uh, have a couple of shows and stuff coming up. Do you guys um are you are you guys kind of like sitting on touring plans or is it something that like just you're you're not really ready to do or is it something that you want to try to make happen 
Well, it's crazy because um, I think I was talking to Jamie before, but again, along with some people getting sick from COVID mm-hmm. and having to cancel tours, yeah, I'm also realizing a lot of people forget the the endurance you need. So you have people booking these six week, seven week long tours, mm-hmm. getting three weeks in and being like, "Holy shit!" Like I, it's been two years. I can't do it like yeah. I used to. Oh, absolutely. And they're canceling it. So I think we're kind of trying to condition ourselves to do that so we're doing like a like a weekend here and a weekend there to kind of like get it to go get it going get back into the, yeah flow yeah sure plus yeah. i think right now we've only just opened up uh to where bars are allowed to have full cap oh wow um, okay yeah sure yeah man. so and, and you gotta be fully vaxxed to, to go into yeah. any bar or restaurant right now mm-hmm. exactly oh wow so I think March was what we were told when we were going to try and aim for to be back to normal. Okay. Um, so I'm knowing a lot of, a, a lot of people are kind of holding off till then, but we'll, I'm, I don't know about the other guys, but it's like, yeah, we can play where we can, but we want to be selective um, sure. because I was in a band before where they just picked up everything and like <laughs> every show that was offered to us. Yeah, we're on it. Yeah, we're on it. And I think in three months we did 13 shows or something like that. And it was, mm. Like for someone, I work full time, and yeah, yeah. like with that band again, like I live an hour, two hours away from that band, so yeah. and they wanted to jam. Yeah, no, that's exhausting, man. Yeah. I get it. So it's it's just like reconditioning ourselves to get back into it because um, I'd rather have fewer quality shows than a bunch of just like, well, we're here, <clears throat> fucking send it. Agreed. Like, yeah. yeah, then people yeah. don't even care that you show up if you if you start doing that. Like I've I've been in bands before where we like played the city way too many times in close proximity, and it's just like the first show you're gonna have people show up, and then like the next few shows that you do, it's just gonna be less and less, and people are gonna stop caring as much. And like, yep. yeah, it's just I don't know. You gotta you gotta keep it interesting. You gotta keep it exciting. I don't want to do the same set every time either. Like I think that's yeah. kind of boring. Like if you go and see the same band, like you know four or five months apart you'd hope that there's like at least a few new songs in there right so but i guess so with you know the border not being open yet a lot of your bigger canadian bands are still playing canada shows so like have you have you thought about like you know jumping on shows with some you know like the the like Pacifics, the, you know, rival town. I know that you guys played a show to show with them already, but like, you know, there's tons of Toronto bands that are staying put, you know? So it's, it's easier said than done to just get on bigger shows. (laughs) Yeah. There's also just not that many shows happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. I found that like when, when we did our weekend run with, with rival town and like around that time, it started to kind of pick up and you saw a little bit more excitement around it. But lately, there's just been so many cancellations. Like we just had all time low had to cancel, which is really unfortunate because they canceled the exact same day that they announced that their capacity would have been raised to hundred percent. And a lot of people were really bummed about that, but it's like, there's not really anything they can do. If, if they pulled the plug before they knew that, then yeah. there's nothing you can do. And like Megadeth had to cancel as well. They were supposed to come up here with like a big lineup. I think it was like them, Lamb of God, Trivium, like a massive lineup. Yeah. And they couldn't get over either. Like it's just, if these big bands are having a problem, then it's like for us little guys, it makes it really daunting to be like, well, if they can't even pull it off right now, how can we, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally, I, I agree with that. It's a, it's such a rough spot. And like I said, it's just an unprecedented time right now. And I know, um, you know, 
I truly don't really believe that like alternative music is really going to get back to the way it was <laughs> before COVID. Like, I, I don't think so. Like, I think it, I think um, a lot of stuff is they're going to try. Uh, but I think, like I said, tours, I think are going to start getting smaller and smaller. I really do. Not in terms of the amount of, amount of bands on them, but I think in, in the, sure geographic nature of how many shows you're playing mm -hmm. and how small of a time, right? Because, you know, a band like, like free throw and I bring free throw up just because I mean, that was pretty, pretty enormous. I mean, it was like, you know, I think it was like 25 or 26 shows in like 35 days or something. I mean, like yeah. that's tough, you know, and yeah. in an age where, you know, like a tour like that, you know, you'd end up getting, you know, sick or not feeling well, not even because of COVID, but just because of exhaustion yeah. or, you know, because you're eating poorly or you're not sleeping enough. So that coupled with the fact that, you know, it's going to weaken your immune system. So, of course, you're like you're unfortunately going to get COVID. Right. So it's just like it's such a such a tough thing. You know, it really is such a tough thing. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, you start seeing tours that are really just like maybe two or three weeks at, yeah. at a clip, yeah. you know. Tell that, um, tell that to keep flying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing. Nothing. They'll, they'll have nothing, like nothing will stop that will fucking stop band. That band. A whole yeah. Texas tour. Just yeah. for sure. Playing no. cities in Texas that no one's ever heard of. If, if, yeah. if, if John Ryan could could tour 365 days. Of oh, he would, he would. Oh, he, he would. would. He would. He only. He would only literally stop at home like maybe three times to just open up his mail in front of everybody yeah, and then go back on tour. Like yeah. that's. That's kind of his deal, but he's a different breed, man. He's a, he's a totally different breed, but uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, where the industry goes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I guess think it's uh, going to, I think it's going to go to like a hybrid type thing where you'll see a band do like a month long run and, you know, they'll play Toronto on a Friday and then, you know, three weeks from that, they'll be like, Oh, you can buy tickets for our Atlanta show. We're going to live stream it. Yeah. And you're going to see all these bands doing the live stream aspect as yeah. part of their tour. Mm -hmm. I think, and I think it's, that a was something, it's a guaranteed yeah. money. It's guaranteed money. It's stupid yeah. for them not to do it. Exactly. And not only that, not only that it's guaranteed money for the, for the bands and the artists, it gives people the opportunity to see their favorite bands in a live show mm -hmm. capacity where without going. they might, <clears throat> without going where they might not feel comfortable. Cause there are exactly, some people yeah. You know, like Fest, for oh, instance, yeah. you know, like Fest, a lot of people were just like, hey, I'm still not comfortable doing this, so mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it. You know, maybe next year, maybe two years from now. And I totally understand that people have lives and jobs and kids and, you know, grandparents and all these people who like they can't risk going to a 1500 cap show, you know, yeah. just for a night of fun and risk bringing something back that could potentially hurt the people they love. So I love that live shows are a thing. I love that bands are doing them. I'm hoping that they do them more. Um, one of my favorite bands into it over it. They've been doing just all of these like, like live from this like studio that they have in Chicago, like shows where they're just like, Oh, today we're going to play some of these songs. And today we're going to play some of these songs. And it's just like such an awesome thing. Um, so I think that's, that's really, that's really the way that, that the, that this all should move. And, you know, I, I will give money to, to anybody, you know, if you're going to do that kind of stuff, take my money because I love the fact that you're doing it. So um, just a little bit more play fight talk just because 
we kind of, you know, we took the avenue and there's another avenue and another avenue and all that stuff. That's how so, it works. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys can't divulge too much, but um, how about a little insight about, uh, you know, kind of the next round of play fight tracks and what's coming? <clears throat> um, you know, do you guys have like a kind of like a full like a like a full record in the back pocket or you know a couple of singles what what, what do you guys kind of have uh you know on the 50 horizon? songs yeah excellent we're, we're, we're sitting on, yeah, yeah we're, we're sitting on a discography right now we're, we're about to hit 50 i think wow. we're i think we're at like 48 or something like that well but. john buys a new guitar and writes a whole album like yeah. that's how he does but hey guys i bought a guitar and the next thing i know my inbox is I, full of like 20 songs expect, expect, expect something like mxpx's not let that it happen many. Yeah, it's a lot of guitars. Thirty-two like, songs. I used yeah. to have a lot more. I the most I had at once. I think I had like fourteen. Damn, dude. Yeah. And then uh, that was before I moved out west. And then the first like six months of living out west was like brutal money wise. So I ended up having to sell so many of them, which really sucked because I miss a yeah. lot of those. But I, I'm slowly kind of getting it back. I have a few others that are in cases and stuff. <clears throat> cool. In storage awesome. and everything, but so do you have a do you have a plan for these eight hundred thousand songs that you have? Like, is it? I guess, like, I I want to say, like, do you guys remember like the, the 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 faded Real Friends book that they talked about, where like Real Friends had like a book of everything that they were ever going to do from like the genesis of their band <clears throat> through like twenty fifty. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, 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 so yeah. Where they, Not really. where they break um, up and get back together. And... Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we have plans. I mean, the thing is, it's kind of annoying, is like, if we were, let's say, signed to a major label or something like that, then be like, yeah, full length, here you go. Like, sure. do you want it tomorrow? Because we got it. <laughs> um, but we're not. So right now we're kind of at the, the bay of playlisting singles. and okay. singles and all that stuff, which is not my favorite thing in the world. Like, I, I still listen to albums. That's how I listen to my music. Like I put an album on start to finish and I kind of go from there. Cause if I want, you know, if I get a craving to listen to like a certain band, like let's say the other day, I really wanted to listen to the fall of ideals by all that remains. So mm -hmm. I went front to back on it and it was great. Cause I hadn't listened to that album in a long time, but like, sure. that's just how I like to listen to music. I don't really like the playlist aspect of like, okay, I'm going to have like a hundred different bands going here all at once. And it's just going to like, it's it's like yeah. too i don't know no, i, get, I, I, I like it. the I story of, of of an album and stuff and getting that variation and getting my fix of that band you know absolutely I'm, I'm i'm the exact exact same way yeah but um but i do also understand that in this generation in 2021 with the attention span that a lot of people have <clears throat> um sometimes you just gotta go single right because yeah. like sometimes you mm -hmm. just gotta kind of part and parcel it out which i get it um you know, just, there's just there's so many bands these days that yeah. just get yeah. when you put out a full length it just gets lost people a lot of people listen to it for a month and then just yeah you know what even i mean the EP, we were cool. like we didn't yeah. even really know if we wanted to do an ep or if we just wanted to keep doing singles but like yeah we just got to a point where we're like we have so many songs that we we've just got to <clears> get stuff out there and it just seemed like like those songs that we put out were play fight at that time and it's crazy to think that it's it's you know that came out like I don't know a month and a bit ago, not even something yeah, like just over a month ago. Things like September seventeenth it came out or something like that. But um, and you know we're already like onto the next thing, you know, and like like Stu was working on the album art for the next single like 
right before we did this. So okay. I sent um, it to you guys. I don't know if you like it. You did? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh, in the group chat. Oh, let me check it out. This is awesome. Let's get like some actual like <laughs> we'll get some actual real awesome. we're, we're now like a reaction yeah, YouTube that's channel. That's hilarious. We're just gonna film reactions. <laughs> John's look the look on John's face is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> is he frozen or is it It's even better? He's just in shock. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, that's great. <clears throat> Yeah. Anyways, well, while John is frozen in time, yeah. um, cool. You know what? This probably would be a good time for holiday ham. <laughs> Always what? a good time for holiday ham. <laughs> but the only oh. thing that's better than holiday ham, my friends, is our sponsor, DraftKings. And um, there's no fanfare for this. I'm just going to click the next thing and read this DraftKings app. <laughs> So um, if you could look right now at the frozen image of John in all of his glory and happiness, oh. and he just left. He's like, I don't, oh, I'm not going to deal with this ad. <laughs> but I guess this is probably a good time to read an ad. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. Uh, DraftKings is, is great, man. Uh, They're one of our, our tremendous sponsors. And check it out. Uh, even though we are a uh, hockey podcast, we do love all sports, including uh, American football. And uh, this is a cool, cool thing that they're doing. So uh, for all of our NFL fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, they're an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and we've got you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So winner, winner, chicken dinner, it is that simple. It's totally awesome. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, uh, DraftKings, they won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for these really, really big cash prizes all season long. Uh, with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. And DraftKings is giving all their new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in uh, in total prizes with their first deposit. So uh, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, you can get that uh, wherever you get your apps, iOS, Android. Uh, you're going to use that promo code THPN, the Hockey <clears throat> Podcast Network, THPN. You bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and then you win $200 in free bets. <clears throat> It's totally awesome. If they win, you win. Use promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, that's an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. You got a minimum $5 deposit. $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or just listen to that great movie life EP called Has a Gambling Problem EP. (laughs) That one was different than the one I did last time. I think the last one I did was in like weird, like '90s wrestling announcer voice. So, John, are you still frozen or are you there? No, he's oh, good. No, he's, he's better now. I don't know what happened there. I think something got unplugged upstairs. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. And uh, just just unplugging the modem. You know how that goes. Yeah. Mom, get off the phone. <laughs> so, so yeah, oh, he's I guess, frozen again. Oh my oh, god, he's just, he's just pulling his modem. It's, oh god! It's ridiculous. You know what well, we're gonna do? I guess that's the perk of having the whole oh, band. We could just keep yeah, going. Just yeah. keep going. He's like, "Hey, we're gonna figure it out." So, um, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna shoot over <clears> to <throat> my co-host, Mikey CLT, and he's gonna uh, talk to you guys about a sore subject, uh, and that being the Toronto Maple Leafs. There it is. Not sore for me. <laughs> nope, not sore for me. Yeah. Nope. 
You're a fucking Buffalo Sabres fan. What is wrong with that? Eichel is a god. Eichel hasn't played this year. Eichel's not playing. (laughs) Look at that Leafs hat. Look at you guys. Excellent. (laughs) So when I was talking to you guys in in our message, we, we had guys all over the map. We had Florida Panthers fans, Leafs fans, Sabres fans. So I guess... Kind of like we did with, you know, what did you do in the band? Who, who's your team? And, and kind of tell us a quick, you know, minute or so story why you root for that team. Obviously, the, the Leafs one will be easier, but I'm curious about the Panthers and the Sabres for sure. <laughs> so I guess, um, Stu, who, who are you rooting for? So I'm a Florida Panthers fan. I have been since 2003. <laughs> he um... knows the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> 2003 is your advocated piece of shit. <laughs> oh, man. Go for sloppy steaks at Trifoni. Um, there it is. <laughs> no, that, uh, I don't know. I just saw the logo. That was when I was first like exposed to the, the logo, and I'm like, that's a tough-looking logo. And I've just been a fan ever since. Uh, and then I, they got rid of the logo. Of their logo. They, <laughs> dude, I was 12 at the time. I was so impressionable. I was like, yo, that's tough. And I hear you. I was all full of piss and vinegar. So anything that was violent looking, like I was, I was hundred percent for plus, I don't know. Um, Leafs. That's not even grammatically correct. Uh, yeah, that's true. So I didn't want to be associated <laughs> with the dummies and uh, Matt Sundin wasn't there anymore. And which another thing, 2003. Yeah, he was in 2003. He probably would have been. Yeah. Yeah. What is he, he went to Vancouver the next year. Fair. But like a plural for or a no, name also. It was threw like me 2005 off. he went. Yeah. A plural for a singular person's name threw me off. And just everything about that team bugged me. So I, I jumped ship pretty quickly. Now, is it easy to be a Florida Panthers fan in Canada? No, no it's not. <laughs> um, because even when they come play the Leafs, like I think it's still like re- like $400,000 for standing tickets in the Leafs to watch the Leafs. Whereas like I could fly down to Florida at, like sunset, Florida, get an 40 Airbnb, bucks ticket. Airbnb have parking and a free hot dog. And I think I pay like, I don't know as much as I would for a as much. Water. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it would be pretty close to the same price. It would but, be. Like, I catch a lot of flack. I have all through my formative years. Uh, they're like, why are Florida Panthers fan? They suck. They suck. Well, now you suck, Leaf fans. You suck. <laughs> well, you, the, <laughs> not really, guess, but <laughs> staying on the the Panthers subject, you know, eight one and zero. That's crazy. Yeah, they're yeah. off to a hot start, but yeah, they are. who knows what could happen now that you guys fired Quinville? Yeah, or if well, Quinville kind of resigned or whatever. Yeah, he, so he resigned, which it was kind of like a hey, it'd be in your best interest if you resigned, um, but. Coach Burnett, he was the assistant coach and kind of uh, sliding into that head coach position. Um, I think that was probably the best, most or least invasive uh, move for them to do because he knows cues, like he knows all the the all I forget the word like his but, systems. Yeah, he knows all their, his systems, and it's literally just running. Whereas everyone's like, John Tortorella's looking for work. I'm like, no. Okay, you have a team that's struggled to put offense up for like decades and you want to hire a defensive minded coach. No, stop that. Like grow up. Plus, like I think Duclair and like Bobrovsky are happy not having him as a coach, especially when like 
Torts kind of put Duclair on blast, like on live TV. So, Tortorella. That is true. Yeah. Tortorella. Yeah. And also, I'm just going to put my two cents in there. I hate that games are solved by a skills competition. I hate the shootout. I want to take it out. I don't mind it all. I hate the shootout. just lost a really... You know, tough one in the shootout. Yeah, yeah, a tough one to the Predators yesterday, and yeah. everyone was just like, "Why do we still have this? Like, it it needs to just go away." <laughs> yeah, two overtimes, yeah, sure. and then just call it in a draw. I don't care. I'd rather a draw than a than a skills competition. Honestly, I'd rather like you give me two overtimes than like throw your best bruiser out there for like a one on one fight. <laughs> oh, and then 100%. whoever wins, was, that that'd just... be pretty funny. You know, and now like, that Florida has Jumbo, I'm pumped about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. throw him out there. His beard eats every single punch. So like, it's so <laughs> funny. There's a good chance that oh, there he is. He's back again. Every time I don't see John move, I just automatically <laughs> assume that he's deep, either deep frozen. in thought or he's just frozen again. Uh, so let's throw it up to uh, let's throw it up to Yuri from MXPX. Uh, what, what do we got there, brother? You got some chips. Yeah. Okay. It. <laughs> He's gonna pound so, that whole bag so are, by the so end of the interview. You're the you're the you're the Sabres fan. I am. Okay. So um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, I had like a family friend growing up that always had season tickets. Okay. So we were always going to games, and we were like two rows from ice, and I was like, I'd be so fucking stupid not to back this team. Buff- Buffalo's also like an hour and ten minutes from where we live. Oh, so, so like, yeah. so like, I can go, I can get like two tickets, home corner, like two rows from ice. Go for dinner at the Chino, get drinks, a hotel, and it's still cheaper than two Toronto tickets. Literally, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, well, I, I can come buddy... home with a case of beer. There yeah. you go, cheap beer. My, my buddy... Like a nice, like, like a nice, like dirty thirty American rack. Like it's a no brainer. Seventeen bucks at Walmart. Now let, yeah. let me now let me ask you a question. Um, just because I I've I don't I don't know how this goes, but like, so getting across the border, like, with with that dirty thirty American rack, like what 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 happens? Like, is that like you got to? As long as you as long as you have a as long as you have like a receipt, yeah, they, oh, don't, they don't care. Give a shit. They don't no. really care. But I'm if not, I'm like coming back with like sixty beers, they're gonna be like, ah, oh, you gotta yeah. pay duty. Yeah, and I'll yeah. go pay duty, and it's still cheaper than buying it here. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But uh, you know, the Sabers, you know, they're one of those teams. You know, perennially rough team, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, you guys had a pretty. You guys are having a pretty sterling start right now. They're uh, having a that, good I think start. That's, that's the beautiful thing about the NHL, right? It's just like, you know, they, they use the term in American football like any given Sunday, right? But like that really should be the NHL's like nom de plume because really like you just never know. Like you never know. I mean, you know, you could put a great team on the ice or a team that just needs you know a little bit of tweaking, but you know, the Sabres, nobody thought anything of them. Now, granted, we're still in the infancy of the season. So who the hell knows? They're going to have 72 games to play, but wouldn't it be cool, you know, to see the Sabres kind of, uh, you know, well, I mean, hmm. I remember, I remember going to the, the final game against Dallas when they won, like the, when they lost the cup. Yep. 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 That was the, the Dominic Hoshik team, right? Yeah, that's when mm-hmm. I got into it. It was like the Hasek and like the Pekka years. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, man. Those terrible jerseys. Those were terrible jerseys. They were Those such were so good weird. jerseys. But not <laughs> as good as the like Rams head? Was that like the Rams head one? No, that was like the uh, – the swords? 
No, no, no. The swords were like the old school one. It was like that. Or was it like, like the arching? No, it the wasn't arching. the slug. It wasn't the slug. <laughs> That's newer. That's like maybe yeah. The slug was like a newer old. one. That was like a oh nine. I think it was. I think it was. It was the red and black one. one. That was the. Yeah, like the red, red, black. red and black. Had, yeah, it was had, like, the, had the swords, right? No, no, no. no it was like was the goat head. Like, yeah, it was the goat head one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a ram, right? There's a ram. Ram head. Yeah, it was a buffalo. No, it was a buffalo. Yeah, sure, sure, whatever you say. That's a ram, dude. Yeah, it did look like a ram. Yeah, but yeah, no, that was um, that was that was kind of a wild thing. And then you know, the the thing I love so much about the Sabers is just really how much like every time I die loves like Buffalo sports. Oh yeah, love that. Um, and it's just like you know, um. I, I have never been able to understand why like the Sabres don't just play like every, every time I die song, like whenever they possibly can uh, during games, because we, like, we, we've heard, we've heard every time I die while we were at the game. So I believe, I mean, like, I'm sure you have to like, you Oh yeah, to. for sure. It's, it's just impossible not to, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, love the Sabres, you know, cats are doing great. So let's, uh, Let's turn on. Let's turn on. Turn the sad up to a thousand. So um, the big sad. Let's Uh-oh. let's let's hear about it, boys. So the most so, okay. expensive sad. Let's. I'll start with. I'll start with John here. Um, what what is going wrong? Like what what's happening right now? They're they're so in their own heads. I mean, I don't think there's really much wrong now because, I mean, they won the last two games and they looked pretty good in those games. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, the first little bit was rough to say the least, but I mean, it was also because they had guys that were usually like their rocks on defense playing terrible. Like Jake Muzzin and Justin Hall were absolutely garbage for like four games there. Um, and if those guys like your shutdown defense pair is not good, then you're going to have a tough time. Uh, and poor Jack Campbell back there making amazing saves and still getting lit up against Pittsburgh. That sucked, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're going to be okay. I think, like, the big guys are starting to score now. Matthews still hasn't done a ton, but obviously he's coming off injury and surgery and all that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think they'll be okay. I know a lot of people are, like, freaking out, like, the sky's falling. I don't think it's that bad, honestly. I think they'll they'll figure it out. Now, do you think you guys can ride Soupy throughout the, the season and – you know, into the playoffs, do you think that he can prove oh, yeah. himself as a number one? Yeah, I th- he's great, man. Like he, I, I was a f- like a full supporter of getting rid of Freddie. Obviously, Freddie's playing great right now, but I don't. I- if we kept him, he wouldn't be playing like this. That's just a fact. Like the reason he's doing so well is because he's playing on a team that beat us with a Zamboni driver in net. That's <laughs> like the fact. Like. They're so tight defensively, so obviously he's going to have an easier time facing way weaker shots, but he still lets a lot of those in. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm a big Jack Hamill fan. I think he's great. Um, Mrazek's good, too. So I think this is the strongest that Leaf goaltending's looked in quite some time. And it's still weaker than Florida's 20-year-old. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> and, Again, and you guys I- also just have, like, really good defense on Florida. Yeah, Ekblad, Uyghur, and that's true. I think and that's, that's why I have so many Florida guys in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Who thought I, that they would ever say that. Yeah, I, seriously. There was a lot of years of heartache, so like I'm 
I'm so I'm pleased as punch about this season. Like well, people slept on on Huberto and Barkov for way too long. Yeah, like, both those guys are so good. They well, sure like are. even even like now this year, like a lot of people were asking me about Florida Panthers, like the Florida Panthers for their fantasy teams, and I was like, uh, pick up Bennett and pick up like Duclair, like as just like a bench guy, and people are like Bennett, he was garbage in Chicago. I'm like, yeah, but like Calgary. Calgary, whatever one, I don't know. Uh, and he, him and Huberto, they they have that chemistry like what Matthews and Marner used to be. Like when everyone, like I think it was Marner's rookie year. And like just him and Matthews were just on like the same wavelength, like almost on the same heartbeat. Uh, Bennett and Huberto was, are, are like that. That was two years ago. Yeah. Mar- Marner's been playing with, uh, well, Marner played with Tavares in his rookie year. Whatever, I don't know. It's the Leafs. Like <laughs> they probably they, they didn't they didn't win the cup and they got knocked out in the first round. So yeah, what else is new? That is true. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, Mikey and I, as Islander fans, we have a, a tremendous amount of experience with uh, with Johnny T. Um, you know, and, and a first round exit. Yep, and uh, and the first round exit, and many many non round exits. <clears throat> what do you have? Just like a piece of steak? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think Tavares is a fucking disappointment for the Leafs, though. I don't but think no, he's, my... he's not pulling oh, so many points. He's so good on both sides of the puck. Like how I don't know. He disappointed in him. He's been I one of know. the most solid players for them. Well, that's that's not a lot to ask. Top the ship pile. Not really. Look at how many points they get. I don't know. I guess since we're on the topic of Tavares, real quick, have you guys watched that Amazon Prime show, like All or Nothing or whatever it's called? Yep. I love those kinds of documentaries. They're fantastic. And did you, did you, do you remember the scene where it's John Tavares sitting with his uncle, John Tavares? Yeah. Dude, I had to record it because there was one part where they like the camera zoomed in on him, like where a normal human being would like just smile naturally. And he's like, <laughs> like he doesn't know how to smile. Like it is so funny. I had to record it because he is the most awkward human being ever made. Like he doesn't know anything other than hockey. Like even so, in a natural situation, like you're just having a conversation with your uncle. And no, he, 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 so he, know, he knows awkward. when he's on camera. I'll, I'll tell you that he, he knows when he's on camera. I have a few people that know him personally. Oh, oh. so he so he like he kind of cuts loose when he's not on uh when the red light isn't on yeah but he's still pretty good like i remember like people who would see him around in like his london night days and like early mm-hmm. islander days if they saw him at like parties and stuff he'd be like okay we can get a picture but no beers in the picture or anything like just yeah. like he's just very conscious of that sort of stuff but um <clears throat> Yeah, he's just he's just very like it's it's like Sidney Crosby. Like everybody will tell stories about those guys outside of the rink and stuff. Yeah. But as soon as they're at the rink or cameras are around, they know how to shut it down. So Yeah, and, and I mean you also gotta remember, like the the NHL is like one of the like really the youngest sports like around. I mean, you're talking about, you know, you got guys drafted to the show that are like on the NHL ice at like eighteen and nineteen and stuff, and it's like mm-hmm. I get that. And I know a lot of what our perception of what these players are is what we see of them. But I think a lot of it is like, 
you know, okay, I just signed, you know, a seven year contract for 8 million a year. And like, you know, the PR specialist from the Leafs is like, okay, here's like your five, like, no, no. It's like no beers, no this, no that. Like, don't say this, don't do that. You know, other security guards. Yeah. Right. They must have missed that one. That one, I believe they did miss. Yeah. I don't know, man. That was a, that was a whole, that was a whole thing. So, uh, but I will tell you this, you know, um, for, for what it's worth, I mean, like Tavares, like, just like, even when he was on the Islanders, man, like, I'm sure he knows when that camera is on, but like, at least like some of the other guys on the ice, like at least had like a smattering of personality. Like they would like do these things at Islander games where they would like, you know, like it's intermission, like let's talk to the Islanders roster and like see what like their favorite like hot dog topping is. And like, you know, you'd have like Clutterbuck be like, you know, fuck yeah, mustard or something like that. And we'd get to like Tavares and he'd be like, plain. <clears throat> and like, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I mean, like, I, I don't, you know, it, it's hard for me to say, right? Because I wasn't born and bred to be a hockey player. Like a lot of these guys were, you know, so. Yeah, I'll leave it he, at that. <laughs> he's, he's been in, he's been in the spotlight longer than a lot of guys too, because he got exceptional <clears throat> status in the OHL. Yeah, and he was one of like four people in it, literally all of history to get that. Yeah. So the eyes have been like he's been tracked pretty much just as long as guys like McDavid and and Crosby were. Sure. Where yeah, it's no, like makes sense. They're like fresh in high school, and they've mm-hmm. already got cameras on them and getting interviewed at every camp they go to, and they got yeah. scouts sounding them all the time. So yeah, they've. It's a rough gig. I'm sure that'll get to you, like, on oh, yeah. a personal. Yeah, For sure, much. absolutely. No, it, it, I'm sure it does. So, um, the only only guy we haven't really really touched upon, <clears throat> even though he's he's let us known be known that uh, he does not like Johnny T, <laughs> is our is our homie Jamie up there. So so, <clears throat> give us some insight, man. Um, you know. Yeah, I was a. Um... Most of my life, I was a Vancouver fan. I liked uh, okay. I liked Luongo and the um, the Sedin brothers quite a bit. And then when they both left, I kind of stopped rooting for them as okay. a whole. Um, sure. And then I was like, <clears throat> oh, I've always not hated Toronto, but like obviously I'm from here, so that sort of was the next step. My dad's a massive Leafs fan and whatnot, so. Yeah, so I started to become a Leafs fan, and I don't know. I'm just I'm so disappointed with that team. <laughs> the play every time they're in the playoffs, they just they can't seem to fucking figure out Boston. It's just they got the number, and yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And then with last year with Montreal, that was a fucking that was yeah. that was so bad. Well, they, was they were so bad. They were a post away from getting it done like yeah. five times. And it just yeah. didn't happen. They just they, they crack under pressure. The, 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 I'll say this though: if Leafs are full, I'll say so well if, J, if JT didn't get injured in the first game, yeah, they would have. I think swept. that kind of they could have. kind of shook them up. <clears> they were sure. you could man, see in their play. They panned to the bench. Every single player was so rattled. Everybody was yeah. like head up in the sky. Like yeah, like Matthews looked like he was gonna cry. <clears> like literally <throat> cry. I yeah. mean, like that and that. You know, <clears throat> say what you will. You know, a lot of Islander fans had ill will when when you know Tavares left but that injury like shook me 
Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, yeah, I was like, Oh my God. You know, like that was, and like watching him, like try to like, like the thing that's like shook me the most was like, okay, this looks pretty bad. And then he like tried to like get up. Yeah. And like his eyes literally rolled in the back. And I was like, I was like, Oh my God. So, I mean, but you know, for, you know, for, and, and you know, there's a million dissenting opinions, but you know, Tavares gave all that he could to an Islanders team and an Islanders franchise that just like didn't put the pieces together around him, you know? So like what, you know, what could you really say as an Islander fan? Like maybe you could say, ah, it sucks. Like, you know, he was like, oh, I want to be an Islander forever. And then, you know, ended up kind of pulling the rug out and signing, but like he signed with the team that he grew up idolizing. Exactly. How can you, how can you, you know, hate somebody for that? And I mean, the dude, like, even though he wasn't Mr. Personality, he put his best foot forward as often as he could with fucking, you know, unfortunately, you know, like with like scrubs around him, like, you know, like fucking Franz Nielsen, you know, like, yeah. You know, I mean, you look at what's happening with Eichel (laughs) now. It's, it's basically the same thing, except more, escalated yeah where it's yeah. like the guy literally didn't have any help from anybody else they didn't get any no. decent picks that panned out and now he's just sick of it and like every guy they got who was like when they got jeff skinner he came back had like one decent year and then he was mm-hmm. just like completely fell apart after that so he's like yeah i don't know i don't think they should have given <clears throat> c for sure because like no if you're a young guy in the league Unless your name's Sidney Crosby or Conor McDavid, you should not have to see. Like, like those, those guys are a different breed. Yeah. My whole thing with giving people captaincy, like for any sports team, like I've been a player coach on or I've I've coached for, um, across all sports, I never give the best player captaincy. <clears throat> never. Because you always look for the you always look for like the people like John Tavares. You look for like the people who are level headed, like they uh they can lead and like there because your captain is going to pretty much be a spokesperson for your team for the your, cap, your captain also sort of needs to be a coach as well yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> if you have some junk, like some young guy like jack eichel or um even uh i don't know any like nathan mckinnon's who are phenomenal players but like McKinnon's young guys assistant. yeah he's an a <clears throat> yeah but like that's that's fine i'm talking more like captaincy like uh, right out like rookie, rookie year. Yeah, they're, they're still trying to get their feet wet. Like um, Spencer Knight, uh, the goalie, the new goalie for uh, the Florida Panthers, said it the best, which is like the most eloquent I've ever heard a twenty year old. He's like, I'm at the highest level of, uh, well, like paraphrase. He's like, I'm at the highest level of competition, but I am no way near the highest level of my potential so like he's he's talking because he was talking about um the the shootout and like losing the shootout and he's like yeah like i'm i'm at the show but like i i still have so much to learn and Mm -hmm. i feel like uh that's the rookie's role is to get their feet wet like yeah if you're an all-star if you're a mcdavid or you're like a a crosby get your feet wet but also show them what you can do and maybe like down the road because like you give a rookie a c and then they have a sophomore slump like that looks really bad so i've never i've never been the mindset of giving captaincy to the best player um yeah it's always the most level like always the most level-headed usually like a, a veteran yeah, like a, a Taveras or like a, a Jumbo. Yep. Yeah. And, I, I, and now a Barkov. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what you want. You know, you want like sometimes those journeyman guys who are a little older and might, you know, might not even play to the highest level that they played seven or eight years ago, but they have the experience where they can mm -hmm. mentor, you know, exactly. these, these young guys and, and get them, get them where they need to get. And like, it's almost like it, like for the Islanders right now, it's like, that's what Chara should be doing. Like Chara mm -hmm. shouldn't be out there playing the minutes he's playing. He should be just like a locker room guy who like maybe gets out on the ice every so often, but is there to mentor, you know, the, the, the guys on the team that, that need it, that need to right. understand, you know, how to, how to kind of pick up from their mistakes and, and get, and get better. Right. You know, so um, I think that's one thing that is troubling Islanders fans a lot right now is like, you know, watching games and seeing Chara on the ice is just like the opposite of what, you know, the Islanders need. And granted, rough, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's really rough. rough. It's rough. And it's like, you know, say what you want about, you know, what Nick Letty was to the Islanders or, of course, you know, Devontae's and all the, you know, but you can see it right now. Like you can see that like the Islanders defensive core is, is hurting and it's even hurting guys that, you know, are perennially some of the best guys in the league. I mean, like, you know, Pollock and Pellick are even, you know, out there having some rough times. And I think it's just an issue of ice time and chemistry and just not being able to put it together. And I hate to say it, but I think a lot of it, some of it falls on Dobson too. Like I can't say that it doesn't, but like having Chara out there, I just don't think is the right thing. Dobson's um, still super young though. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and like, and Dobson can use a guy like Chara a hundred percent to yeah. like, to say, okay, you know, that was a great shift or this wasn't a great shift, but like next to Chara, you know, watching this guy like lumber on the ice and dropping his stick and missing, you know, like, like, He's completely lost yeah. his legs. Yeah, like he, he has no legs left at all. Like I was yeah. watching the game yesterday and it was just brutal, man. Like yeah. seeing him just get beat and then try and turn around and chase guys down. Like he's, he can't do it. Yeah. It's at just, all. it's not, it's not there anymore. And then, you know, it's unfortunate because, you know, I think trots just kind of like still is like, let's see this experiment through. And it's like, you know, well, you know, at the end of the day, we had still a side, a bunch of our core and, he was a cheap option. You're right. So yeah. mm -hmm. I don't you know, know how he did in Washington, but I knew once he was traded away from Boston, I figured I'm like, okay, welcome to the denouement. Like yeah. it's definitely a decline now. Um, it's like, he's still a big, he's still a body, but like, yeah, like, like he said, you're, if you're getting, if you're like six foot a million and getting, and still getting burned, when yeah. you take like two strides to get from one end of the ice to the yep. other, like it's, it's time to like pack it up and maybe get back into pro wrestling. Um. <laughs> but you know what the, the, the sad, and the sad thing about it is, is like, you know, a guy like Chara because of his size used to be imposing. Right. Yeah. But like, let's go watch tape. Like, right. So like whoever the Islanders are, are, are going to play next, right. They're going to go watch tape. They're going to be like, look at this fucking guy, Chara, like, you know, like we could burn him on this side and he looks like he's pirouetting on the ice, mm -hmm. you know, like that, that like monster mentality is gone. It's like, it's like in pro wrestling. It's like, if you took, you know, I don't know, a guy like giant Gonzalez, well, giant Gonzalez just sucks. Right. But like, yeah. but like you take a humongous guy and you put him in a position where he just looks bad, that mystique is gone. So that's kind of, yeah. I think what's happening with Chara is like, 
you know, where people used to be like, wow, this is like a big imposing dude. Like, let me like, you know, kind of, you know, when I'm coming into the, the <clears throat> offensive zone, let me kind of, you know, put some kid gloves on. But now it's just like, yeah, we could dance around this guy. He's going to fall flat on his face, eat a bunch of ice shavings and that's it, you know? Yeah. So it's a bummer. It's a bummer that that's, that's where the guy's at. And I hope that, you know, this experiment ends soon and maybe they give a, give a look to Hickey again or Aho or whoever, but that's another conversation for another time. Cause we could just keep blasting on about the Islanders for three hours and then no one would even care about this podcast because they'd be like these assholes. Yeah. talking well nonsense. they already don't care but anyway <clears throat> I, I, I do want to ask about the signing of morgan riley because that just came out the other day yeah. so do you think because i already know like from watching that documentary every single game is kind of like a chess match of trying to make like the salary cap so like now that he has like that big ticket do you see them having enough money to like re-sign Austin Matthews in a couple of years? Uh, I think he's going to have to take a pay cut if he wants to, or they're going to have to wait. I mean, the cap's going to be higher in a couple of years. They just don't know by how much. And that was part of the problem is like when they signed JT for that amount, <clears throat> like, pe- like people trashed that deal and say they paid him too much. He left two and a half million on the table to come to the Toronto. Like he had... 13 and a half million or something like that offered to him from San Jose. And he turned that down to come here. So it's like, it's not like they're paying him. It's not like they paid him too much at the time. Like they paid him the appropriate amount, but like for Matthews, like he took a shorter deal and still got paid a lot of money. But the thing is like, if he keeps going the way that he is right now, he's going to have to take a pay cut. Cause it's like, yeah, you, you, you won the rocket and everything like that. But what have you done when it actually matters? And I think what they did before is like when they signed him and Mitch and stuff earlier was like, they signed them on the potential to do well in the playoffs, but if they haven't proven it and they've proven that they can only do so much in the playoffs, then they got to say, look, we're going to have to give you guys a pay cut because we need other guys around you to get over that hump. So I think they've got enough talking points that are going to help themselves out with that. But I don't think Riley's contract's going to really affect that a whole lot just because the cap will go up and, Dubis, honestly, like every single time a contract talk like this comes up and they're like, oh, how are they going to resign him? They just, they do. So they find a way when they need to. Obviously, Zach Hyman didn't work out, but that was a massive overpay for him, I think. Now, Especially can, for what he would have been on the leaves, anyways. Yeah. I, I guess the, the one thing that's like still a question mark is like, are the Arizona Coyotes even going to exist? No, like when no chance. they're going to Houston, they're going to Houston or, for sure. Yeah. There's no, oh, they way are they're not like they're, they're almost in the same hot water. We're speculating, as like, but yeah. they're all, they're almost in as bad of a situation as like Tampa in baseball right now. Yeah. Where they're going to be like, they're going to be in Montreal and well, they will be half in Montreal next year. And then they're probably just going to say, screw it and just go. I didn't 100%. even know. I didn't even know that. Yeah. The Expos are yeah. coming back. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Fuck. But like, it'll be, they're doing this like half-ass thing where it's like they don't want to break the contract in Tampa, so they're gonna do like half the games in Tampa, half the games in Montreal. Next. I see. Oh, that's then, neat. I didn't know that. Huh? Are, they, are like, they gonna be called the Expos then, or they, they haven't said anything about like a name change or anything okay, like gotcha. that? They're probably gonna keep the Rays for a bit and then go Guardians. Somebody was like, call them the X Rays. Like, <laughs> yeah, please. That's, sick. that's hilarious. Go Guardians. 
Yeah, because oh, I'm I'm sure you know if the coyotes did exist in a go hard for years, whalers that that would make it even you know more challenging for the Leafs to get that deal done. Because I I I could picture a kind of like a Tavares going home situation where he would want to go back to Arizona. Arizona. I wouldn't I wouldn't I be think... I wouldn't be mad at him for doing that. That's the thing, you know. Like if he really wants to do that, go for it. I I think that would be great for the community down there. I think that'd be great for the sport in hang Arizona and help Kessel. it grow, but yeah, you hang out with Kessel and play golf during the day old, before your games. Old cheeseburger <laughs> Kessel. <laughs> Gotta love Phil, Phil Kessel. Yeah, Gotta love Phil. Runs on, runs on cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another thing. His money's off the books for the Leafs next year. So that's 1.2 or 1.5 mil they get back next year. Philadelphia Kessel. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's definitely no uh, yeah. the the cap not going up hasn't helped Toronto at all, you know. But no, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, ticket prices have gone up league wide. You know, I, I I always go to the Islander games when they're in Carolina. Usually pay fifty five dollars for the lower bowl. They have doubled in price. They're a hundred dollars now. So. It's 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 strange because. Leafs tickets are now cheaper than they have been in, I don't know, 30 years. Yeah, That's but crazy. it's still like my buddy Caleb just got two tickets for the lower bowl, and it was like $400 a ticket. Yeah, that's pretty high. Yeah, but I think, the, I think he's very close, though. I saw those tickets. He sent those to me, too. He's sitting very close. <clears throat> oh, he's yeah, like very, very close. Rows. Well, that, that, that would be like... a good deal. That's a good deal, then, because they're yeah. usually if – it's, it's, if it's even 10 rows above – Above the ice, it's usually at least 800, 900 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Easily. Yeah. It's nuts. If you want right at the fucking, right at the glass, you're looking at like 15 to two grand a pop. Yeah. Yep. That's insane. And that's for, like, that's for, like, against a team like Ottawa or, on a Tuesday or like, Jersey or yeah. fucking something. Just I don't know. A nobody team. Yeah. Like, if, if they're playing Montreal, oh, fucking three grand a pop, probably. Remortgage your house and maybe you'll get a ticket. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's, that's just so that's just so so brutal. That's like unforgiving for like it's all corporate. It's all corporate. It's all, it's all corporate. Yeah. It's all, yeah, that's, it's that's, all, all these companies would buy times, would yeah. buy blocks of tickets and they just use it for like yeah. networking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I've I've heard that like more than once from like Leafs fans that are like, yeah, yeah you know, you get all the suits that are just like wearing <clears> suits and they leave before like the end yeah, this, and, and they're barely sitting in their fucking seats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so. I, it's I like. I think of Toronto, okay, like, I don't know, how, like, similar to how uh, Chicago baseball is, but, like, you have, like, an elite team, and then you have, like, a team for the people. <laughs> the, Toronto <laughs> needs a second team for the people. That It's, like, they could play at the gardens, like, and, like, I don't know, 80 bucks a, t- 80 bucks a ticket gets you that, not a seat and a hot dog. Like, <clears throat> imagine if, like, the... But you the guys Tor- have the Marlies, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's it's not the same though. And no, there, it's it was like there was a point in time not too long ago that they were extremely close to getting a team in Hamilton. Yeah, yeah very close. That like, and that that would have been that would have wiped Buffalo out. That would have destroyed the Sabers. Yeah, because That's, the funny thing is though they were more worried about the Leafs than anything else. Oh, Leafs have fucking nothing to worry about. Yeah, and they never everyone will. from Toronto hates Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. So, like. And you're getting you're getting people from like Oshawa, like east of Toronto, that but yeah, go to those. If there's a team in Hamilton, you'll get you'll get a lot of London folk that'll come up all the time too. And then Hamilton's Hamilton's as big as Buffalo, yeah, population wise. <coughs> but 
Like every yeah. every Sabres game, game, I it's probably like I'm I'm not even joking. Half and half, Canadians going because it's so close, and like Leafs Leafs games at Buffalo, it's like ninety percent Toronto fans. I'm not even yeah. joking. I'm not even kidding. I mean, we we do that like all over the like we like even when I lived in Calgary, it was like when the Leafs came and played the Flames. They called it Jersey Jersey Swap Night because there's so many people from Toronto that live there. Yeah, that it's like all and they're actual Leaf fans, so they'll like put like they'll cheer for the Flames every other day of the year, and then <laughs> other, other than... yeah, and then as soon as the Leafs come there, then they all put their Leafs jersey on. Oh, that's hilarious! Crazy. Mon- Mon- right. Montreal is not like that though because no, they don't Quebec travel. Is, Quebec is just a whole. They other, just stay in Quebec. They don't travel anywhere else. Their games. But, no. Yeah, I, I wonder if like uh, Quebec itself is ever going to get like another franchise. Like every time, I don't think every, so. Every time like a franchise like makes like a, you know, like oh they might move. Everyone's like, oh, is Quebec, Quebec going to get a team or is, yeah. or is it going to be Kansas City? Quebec's, Quebec's too small. Quebec's yeah, too well, they, ha- they have like, the arena already, and they're, they're yeah. waiting for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't think there's a market enough. For I don't think there the is to come back. <clears throat> I I. No. I like I, I think I think it would come to Hamilton before Quebec for sure, yeah. or, or or London. I don't know. Saskatchewan yeah. needs a team. There's no pro team out of Saskatchewan. <laughs> There's no one lives there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like trying to give like North Dakota a team. I don't know yeah. about that. You know. All right. So uh, we've been chatting for about an hour fifteen. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys one last very important question, and then uh, I'm going to ask you guys to uh, just blast your socials and tell us where you can find everything. But um, <clears throat> Favorite Canadian punk band can be pop punk band can be like, a, I don't care, but um, mm. I have, I have the band in mind that I think you should say. So if none of you guys say it, uh, I'm going to be really disappointed. I, th- uh, I think I know what band you want us to say. We'll, we'll see. We'll okay. see. I'm going to start uh, with just Stewart. Uh, Pat. Pat. Thinking. Okay. It's, it's on your shirt. See, I love Belvedere, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. Okay, when we were saying like punk, like does hardcore punk count? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, hardcore punk. I mean, I should have probably said like re- realistically alternative band, uh, but like you know, just your favorite like Canadian like rock band, like even if you know. Mm. Yeah, I'll come back to me. All right, I'll come back to you. All right, let's do uh, let's do John. Uh, for me, it'd probably be a Flatliners. Great band, love. Yeah, they, the they were first first band I ever moshed to when I was like fifteen. Um, yeah, I am, they're all great I am guys. Wait, love that I am band. waiting <clears throat> with bated breath for the next Flatties record to come out. Inviting Light was just so good, and it was just like, and a lot of people, you know, like were expecting like Cavalcade or you know like old school Flatliners. It stuff, was a, it was a, it was a change for sure. I, but I loved it, man. Yeah. I kind of I kind of dig it when bands change a little bit, to be honest you with you. To. Just just because I feel like it's it's a sign of maturity, right? It's like, yep. you know, unless like you do what like Deaf Heaven did and like I don't mind what they did. I think their new record's incredible, but like <coughs> going from like a weird kind of like post rock like death metal band to like a shoegaze band is like a pretty huge jump, but I respect it nonetheless. Uh all right, Jamie, we're bringing the horizons done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, for me, Silverstein, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Love me some Silverstein. Yep. They've um, just they just pr- keep progressively getting better. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is about that band. Miss. They do not miss. Every record is just 
something about it is just so Absolutely. good. And they were their first like emo band of like I ever saw when I was sure. younger. And yeah. I I'd probably seen the band I don't know forty to fifty times. <laughs> yep. I remember uh, I remember getting um, uh, and the name of the first record is escaping me. The one with the robot in the heart. Oh, um, yeah. So I remember getting that that record the same the same time I got uh, Remember Right Now by Spittlefield. Oh yeah. And they were always conjoined in my head, even though like <laughs> they were from you know Spittlefield was from Chicago. Um, Silverstein is from Burlington. Uh, Bur- okay, so yeah. far from one another, but still, they're always <laughs> always joined together. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what do you got, bud? Uh, best Canadian band would be Counterparts. I love me some counterparts. I'm all about it. Yeah. yeah or like but... living with lions. You can go the Thank other you. end of the spectrum. Thank yes. you. That's what I wanted to hear. It is, okay. I, I didn't That's expect the that. One. Okay. That's can I, the one. Can I holy shit is holy no, shit. No, no, no. I, I, I went with women vines. Fuck you, Jamie. I also really like Daggermouth. Daggermouth is great too. Yeah. And uh the full blast also was full great blast too. Well, full, yeah. blast. full blast. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, thank you. I I was waiting for someone to say "Living with Lions" just so I, I could be like, "Yeah, holy shit!" is like one of my favorite records. Like, yeah, favorite yeah. favorite record. That's probably in my top fifteen favorite records. Is holy Love shit. it. It's it's so good. It is so good. And then, yeah. and then their, their new record is so good as well. It is. Yeah, yeah. Island was the new one. Yeah, Island, that was yeah. a great record too. Yeah, sure. All right, Stuart, I gave you some time to think. What are we thinking? <clears throat> okay, so it's a tie between Chief State and Comeback Kid. Wow, Chief State. Chief State. Yeah, yeah we've had, new, we, newcomers. I like. Yeah, it. we've had Chief yeah. State on before. They're they're nice. awesome. And then yeah, apparently uh, all of the all of like the old heads at Fest were all talking about how they like came out of mosh retirement for a comeback kid. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, I I saw that set on on Instagram. It looked pretty yeah. pretty wild. And I don't, I don't know if I don't know if you guys knew, but the bassist and the drummer of Comeback Kid are in Living with Lions. Yes, I did. Know and that. Yep. And the singer on "Holy Shit" is the guitarist mm-hmm. of Comeback Kid and Misery Signals. Yep, yeah. exactly. They're yeah. they're it's it's all intertwined. I know. Cool. I love it. Yeah. Um, Mikey, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What is your favorite Canadian Canadian rock band? So I I I don't want to lose back. my street cred, <laughs> but I, I guess I got to go City and Color, right? Dallas okay. Green, Voice True. of an Angel. Dally. Yep. And uh, and I'll give you mine. Oh, there, there it is. It is. Yeah. See, I I caught that package. Oh hell Still yeah, man! Um, and then for me, uh, they're they're not really a band anymore. But my all time favorite Canadian band is Monine. Just nice, like, yes, yes. Yeah. love Monine. Love I actually Monine. just picked up a copy of the Red Tree on vinyl. Really excited to get it. I had to buy it from you dorks in Canada and spend like twenty dollars in shipping. So excellent, <laughs> great. But um, I mean, there's a ton of great great Canadian bands out there, and sure. uh, you know, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's great to have a conversation with, with someone and not that I have any ill will against them because they were a, a really, really important band, but it's nice to hear people not talk about the tragically hip for like, a uh, yeah. oh. I cannot stand. <laughs> yeah. them and rush great musicians playing and rush. music. Yeah. 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 Great musicians playing awful music. Yeah. 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 I was never That's a rush fan ever. And like I said, I, you know, as a, as a drummer, like I appreciate, um, Neil Peart you know Here. death but i mean it's just like <laughs> you know just yeah. you know for me but uh awesome well that's fun uh i appreciate that because um man, just some great great canadian bands so i appreciate that uh real quick uh thank you guys so much for, for being on here with us i appreciate uh, all your insight um 
really super stoked to hear kind of what's next coming out of play fight. Uh, it's super cool to know that you guys have so much in the back catalog. So I'm sure we're going to hear a bunch from you guys in the, in the coming year. So uh, why don't you just real quick, um, one of you guys just give us a quick uh, shot at where your socials are, where we can find all your music and all that fun stuff. John. At it. So all of our socials are pretty much the same. It's at underscore play fight on everything except Facebook because Facebook okay. sucks and they don't let you use an underscore. So yeah, it's not play, Facebook on, anymore, but it's meta. Oh yeah. Sorry. No, meta. The app is yeah. still called Facebook. <laughs> Me, the whole, the whole thing where it's Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, and I think Twitter. Okay. I don't know if Twitter's on. Oh, so it's the meta. meta. No, not Twitter. Yeah. Twitter is its own thing. They're not associated with Facebook. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter, it Twitter's way, its please. own. Twitter, Twitter's its own little. Yeah. Thank, little, and thank God media, for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on Facebook, we are at Play Fight is a band. What, Excellent. What's, what's our grinder page again? Ooh. <laughs> at underscore Play Fight. There you go. <laughs> at Jamie's, underscore. Jamie's jerk vids. Um. <laughs> Dude, don't, don't, you know, don't, don't play. Don't play. Because that, that'll, that'll somehow get on to like the, the little blurb that we post. We'll be like, Guys, go to Jamie's. It's <laughs> not going to be good. Uh, but seriously, though, um, it, you know, it's always awesome. Like I said, we've never really had the opportunity other than maybe once or twice to get like a full band on. So it was really cool to get to chat with all you guys. Um, really, you know, hope for success for you guys in the coming year, next year. Uh, super excited to hear what you guys got going on. And, um, you know, hopefully once, uh, you know, the, the world starts to starts to get even better and better. Would love to, you know, see you guys in the States and, and do some cool stuff. So on that note, um, Jamie, John, Josh, and just Stewart. Thank you guys again. Um, Thanks for having us. Know, we're, we're really, really stoked. And again, thank you guys. I hope you have a great rest of your Halloween. Obviously when this episode comes out, this, it won't be Halloween anymore. It'll be far into November, but um Play fight. Love you guys. Thank you so much. And then uh, Yuri, I just I lo love what what, <laughs> what you did on slowly going the way of the Buffalo. Buddy. <laughs> My favorite records. Honestly, I've had a great favorite time record of I all was, time. It's I was eating I was eating banana bread French toast this whole time, and it was so <laughs> fucking you were good. Eating? Yeah, so you went Doritos, then was, banana bread. It wasn't the wrong mistakes. No, honestly, and I, I crushed it. It looked, Josh, it's called Freedom Toast in the States. You had a, yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, we yeah. don't fuck with it. Josh, you look so hungover. You had a I feel amazing. Dude, I, I looked at that at first, and I was like, that looks like a disgustingly well-done steak. But I didn't know if it was a well-done steak. So you steak. would have been like, oh, yeah, it was steak. I would have just, like, ripped into you. I would have been like, what are you, a child? You have ketchup on that, too? Like, oh. No, never still be no, chewing no, it. No. Never talk. The French, never talk the French to toast a fat boy banana about bread. a steak, man. But I'm I'm glad you enjoyed your banana bread French toast, guys. Thank you so much for being on here with us. We appreciate <laughs> yeah. you. Play fight. Uh, big things coming. We can't wait. And uh, you guys have a great rest of your day. You too. Adios. Take it easy. Take care.